0: Today on The Breakdown, iconic duos. We got them right here on the show. Turner and Hooch, yes, please. Rick and Morty, all day. The Fonz and, and Richie Cunningham, yeah. Let's do this. And this time around, Federholtz and Daniel Day. <laughs> That's right. From the Triton 50K No Limit Seven-handed. There's only ten players left. First place, well over a million dollars—one point four, to be exact. These guys are going to play a pot that is going to own your life. It's going to take you back home after it took you out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's one of those. And uh, basically, Fader is going to swing that big stack of his around, <laughs> and uh, and Daniel Tang has got to decide if he's going to hang in there or not. Now, you may say, "Who's Danny Tang?" I'm not sure if I know who this guy is. Well, you should, okay? And if you don't, Grant's gonna educate you. And we're gonna educate everyone about dogs and the dog and Turner and Hooch. It's actually a very sad story. What happened to the dog? Very, very sad. We're gonna get to it right now in the breakdown with Grant Tennyson and Jonathan Levy. <laughs>
1: What happened, what happened to the dog? It died?
0: No. I mean, it did, but that's not what's sad. What's, it's the way it died. <laughs> it it went out. It was ugly. It was ugly.
1: Is this true? No. Okay. You're just making this yeah, up? Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. The dog was angry. At who? Everyone. Is this
1: another Harambe situation?
0: Har- <laughs> Harambe did nothing wrong. Do you know? I'm pretty
1: sure. I, I have not done enough research on the situation to claim that Harambe did nothing I'm pretty
0: sure Harambe did nothing I know the wrong.
1: internet's all mad. Yeah. Or they were.
0: Um, I think this happens a lot, where, like, I actually saw a video on probably Reddit of this guy in, like, some, you know, safari enclosure type thing where there are lions, and this old guy went into the enclosure. I think he might have been the owner, actually, because one of the lions was, like, not feeling well or something, and the lion went up and just dragged him away and, like... Mauled him up quite a bit. He and I, I watched the video. This is pretty intense. And uh, and the guy lived apparently. And they killed the lion, right? They yeah. shot the lion and killed the lion after they saved the guy. Not like to save the guy. They shoot him afterward because right, right. he like hurt the guy. Even though the lion was just doing what lions do. Like no one is. No one would think the lion wouldn't maul a, a man who's just standing around in his place, right? So it seems pretty unfair. That's what happened to Harambe. Harambe was effectively framed. Harambe told the truth. This is not okay. Why are we killing animals just for being animals after we've imprisoned them and in their space they're not even allowed to be animals? Do you know what I'm saying?
1: You know, you make reasonable
0: points. Thank you. Thank you. Harambe, though. Harambe told the truth. Harambe is a big fat liar. Harambe was a majestic creature and was treated was treated poorly. You by the way,
1: you know basically nothing about this. You know basically I nothing. I agree. Which yeah. and I yeah. am allowing myself to be that guy, and you're you're the guy who's like, yeah, I know everything yeah, about yeah. the Harambe situation.
0: I mean, there probably would have been this big outgoing of emotion if he was just a bastard, right? Outpouring, I should say, of emotion if he was if he was a bastard ape. So I assume he was a good guy. His name was Harambe. Look, at that even that name says something to me. Like I'm sophisticated. <laughs> I probably drink tea. He didn't choose his name. Di- oh, he didn't, did no. he? You know, Oh, because apes can't communicate with sign language, apparently, now, according to Grant. They can't pick anything. They have no agency. See, this is exactly the kind of reason why you think Harambe is a beast, and I see him you know, as, I, a, as a child of God.
1: The really smart chimp was, that could use sign language, that was Coco or something? Yeah, I think that's right, Coco. So I saw a thing, actually, after the death of Coco, where, <laughs> where a deaf person was like, yeah, that was not very <laughs> impressive. <laughs> Like <laughs> that was not actually communicating. Oh, really? No. Yeah. yeah. What do you mean? I don't. I don't remember the exact details, <laughs> but it was basically like, yeah. People who know know that that's not actually really that great of a job. I like, mean,
0: like any version of sign language, any version of communication is pretty good with it. With a different animal, though, right? Like that would be yeah, like I a have, Big breakthrough, right? I have two
1: cats, and they yell outside my door when they want food. Like is, that's
0: communication. I mean, I okay. I guess you know. I guess I don't know ASL, so maybe I'm maybe I'm not the person to talk about this. But it seemed like when I, the video I've seen of Coco, Coco was being a little bit more specific than your cats. Well, are you sure? Cats are, just like,
1: are you mmm. sure you weren't just putting your own veil on it because of the situation and the video and the, the way it was presented?
0: I'm saying I don't actually know what was happening, but Coco would do very specific hand gestures, and they seemed to think that meant something. So I I believe that it did. I guess you're telling me that someone else didn't think that it meant anything. Yeah,
1: like and it's just. I think it was just one deaf person said this, so it's not necessarily a community consensus. But it's
0: you know, back in the day, there was a horse who could supposedly count, right? Yeah, you know this story. This is real. Um, So this is a horse where you put um, like a you would say like six, and it could stomp six times. However, whatever number you said, it could stomp that long, and then it would stop. Yeah, and uh, and there'd never been an animal like this before. And they um, they brought him to like uh, Stanford or somewhere to like have like you know in a controlled environment, still prove it, and the horse was still able to do it, right? And uh, people were amazed at this horse. And it turns out what was happening is not that the horse could count. The horse would just look at the human that was saying, and it could pick up these micro expressions of when the human was, like, when the horse got the number right, and it could know to stop. It, like, figured out the people and, like, would stop based on the person, not based on the number. They that's almost tell.
1: That's almost more impressive. I
0: agree. It's actually more impressive in some ways. But like it picked up something and new to do that and like and figured it out. And like similarly, here's a different story, but also sort of like people getting this stuff wrong. There was a uh an old people's home. Where the cat can predict where you die. Yeah, that one. It's all bullshit. It's better it's better than that. Okay. It's better than it's bullshit. So yeah. So the cat would go up and and like whatever, spend time with these people, and then they would die. And there became a thing that this cat knows who's going to die next. And then they found out actually, no, the cat was killing the people. The cat had a disease and was giving <laughs> it to them. Yeah. So it was, it's worse than bullshit, right? Yeah. The cat was actually not intentionally, but murdering all the old people that it was spending time with. It's
1: just another example, another series of examples of how easily, easy it is for even mass amounts of people to fall victim to correlation versus causation. Um, yes. Like, but, there's, do you think that octopus really can predict who wins the World Cup? No one thinks that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's different. That's future. You stuff, don't think though.
1: people bet on that stuff? Of course they do. People, people believe that mm. octopus.
0: I think almost no one actually thinks the octopus is calling the World Cup successfully. I
1: think people are stupider than you think. That's true. You yeah. think
0: nothing of people. I think a little something of them.
1: I, I not all people, <laughs> but I, I think there are enough people who are stupid right. enough that a lot of people, I would say in the thousands have bet based on what the octopus says.
0: But you mean like that real money or like that like as a joke? Because there's a real little money, difference. Real right? money. Thousands of people. Based sure. on just the octopus yes. alone? I don't believe that.
1: Okay. I do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So maybe you're one of the stupid people because you believe stuff like that. You ever think about that? Hmm? Impossible. <laughs> That's the right answer. Yeah. Very good.
1: What other animals are amazing these days? Oh, are these amazing other- animals. That's yeah. a
0: great name for uh, our new podcast, by the way. These yeah. These amazing animals. It's our advice podcast, of course. <laughs> yeah. Um, God, I don't know. I feel like I've told you all my good animal stories. Yeah, I don't have anything else either. Um, was there, there was that
1: rat that had pizza that one time. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs>
0: yeah. Actually, I, I, whole, I heard a whole podcast about how this one was training all these rats to do these weird things like the pizza rat um, and then videoing it. And so that way it could like create this weird, multi, you know, social media phenomenon. But all the rats were trained. Like none of it was real anyway. Hmm. Like pizza rat was was, essential. It was real but fake. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't just a rat with pizza. Like, it had been set up. Supposedly. Pizza rat was a setup. It's not. How, how, you you what, can't trust your leaders. Exactly. If you
1: can't trust pizza rat, what can you yeah. trust?
0: Yeah, it's sad, man. It's real. What a world we live in. Real sad. Hey, let's, I, oh, yeah. No, go, ahead. go ahead. No, no, no. no you please. got more? I got yeah. nothing. I was going to really go on a let's large Let's pivot
1: pair. to a more another what a world we live in. Okay. Um, and this is probably not the best choice for us to do because it's semi-attacking one of the major pillars of the poker industry. Yeah. But I don't care.
0: Matt Berkey can take it. <laughs> it's not Matt Berkey no, this time. No, we, we kid.
1: It's Poker News. Uh,
0: Whoa.
1: Yeah, Poker News. Really? You're
0: going after the big PN?
1: The, I'm going after PN, All yeah. Right. Uh, I just don't understand what they're doing these days in a lot of cases. like For example? This is the most trusted Poker News website, right, that we have? <sighs> yes. Yeah. So maybe they're doing a series. Now, this is we're, we're recording this on Friday, May 20th, and this is coming out, I think, as of now, on June 16th, so... I don't know what Poker News has done since then.
0: Maybe lots of apologies for whatever you're about to say.
1: I don't know if there'll be apologies. I just think, like, I don't know who's who's letting this slip past editing. Yeah. So one of their hot stories, and maybe it's because of how strange it is that this is what they decided to do, is a player comparison. Like, who's better between these players? Maybe they're going to do a series among elite players of who's better.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: the first one that they've done is Mike Lodamo, which is a, certainly a good one to pick.
0: I know who that is.
1: Versus Ali Sirovich. <laughs> yeah. So... Like, are we just ignoring the whole cheating, ghosting, RTA thing with with Like, if you're going to do a series about players about who's better, why would you put Ali Msirovic in the series? And if you're only going to do one of them, sure, Michael Adamo is a great pick for one of the two players to pick. Even without all the cheating stuff, would Msirovic even be the other guy you pick? Wouldn't you pick somebody else like Alex Foxon, maybe somebody like that? I don't know. Like, it feels like Msirovic isn't in that conversation. Am I wrong?
0: Um, especially these days, it seems very odd for them to do this and they're having two of their, I'm looking at the article now too. They're having two of their editors, John Sofin and Matt Hansen, sort of go back and forth about which of the two is better. It's really odd to pick Ali um, right now. The timing feels like very like, oh, it came out February 9th. Huh. That's why. It's still on It's on their front page. Ah. It's free. So their problem is that it's... St- they should have just removed the article.
1: I now understand so much better what's going on. Okay. I sort of take it back.
0: You can sort of take it back. Um, But at the same point, there's still some weirdness here. Like, they should... It shouldn't be on their front page now.
1: Yeah, I like agree.
0: They should know that and they should do something about it. Right. Um, But it's not as bad as you think. The fact that that was even being asked... In February is a little weird in terms of those two players, but whatever. They can have a I mean really you're supposed cares. to you're supposed
1: to ask Adamo or Bonamo, right? That's the real one you're supposed to ask. Uh, maybe doing... they already
0: had, and maybe they're just moving on, or maybe they're setting themselves up for that, or I don't know. Maybe they think like, you know, Ali's been around a lot longer and so they can longer than right who? Than Adamo in terms oh, of success? Than Adamo. I thought yeah. you meant then Bonamo. Oh yeah. So but they are saying like was... Ali's got more of a track record. I haven't read this because I'm not going to. Yeah. By the way, to me, the um the thing about poker news, which has been disappointing. Is they did the interview with Bryn Kenny? Oh yeah, and um, Sarah Herring did the interview, and I did not watch the full interview, so I want to be clear about that. I actually turned it off after her introduction because I thought it was so clear that she was going to be biased based on her her introduction, where she said she was gonna, she was sort of openly started by saying like, "Hey, like this is going to be hard to do," and that's fair. She's allowed to say stuff like that, um, but she said. Um, you know, I've been friends with Bryn, Bryn for a long time. That's already sort of problematic. Yeah. But it doesn't have to be awful. But then she said, I'm going to do my best, though, to just be honest here. And I'm sure... And I know Bryn's going to do his best to tell the truth also. And as soon as she said that, I'm like, I don't even know what... what, what This is yeah, not journalism never, anymore. You
1: should never espouse the intention of the interviewee, especially when they're embroiled in controversy. It's
0: really crazy to basically say, Bryn's a good guy if you're the journalist. You can't say that. Yeah. Um, which is what she's saying, right? And then apparently... The interview was, you know, it's like an hour and a half. And, but it was clear to me, like, at least a big chunk of this interview is going to be completely useless. She's, going to be, she's not going to be grilling him the way she should be. And apparently that was at least the first 45 minutes when then she started to get more into it. And then he got a little defensive, supposedly. But, like, how can that be your, the interview you do? Now, I know that according to Chad Allen Holloway. Yeah. Is it Chad Allen Holloway? Um, Chad Holloway. Um, he said that that's the only way Brynn would do the interview is if she did it because he knew her. Right. Right. Um, but still, then you have to prep her better or not put it out that way or something. Like, it was very odd and really unprofessional. It felt like a high school production, of That the bit that I saw. And that's enough. Like, that's the first impression. Even if she ended up doing a good job, it's, it's sort of an insane thing that this would be the... This is the the paragon of journalism for poker. And that's what they're doing. I'm the biggest cheating scandal in the last how many years? I don't know. Yeah. Since... Since Ultimate Bet, maybe? Since Possel does is- Oh, Postle maybe? No, yeah. I think this is way bigger than Possled, though, isn't it's it? It's bigger from a systemic
1: perspective. Possled yeah. was maybe a little bit... Uh, the Burden County stuff is pretty flashy with all of the uh, extracurricular parts of it.
0: I'm but, I'm going to say bigger than possible, but whatever we could reasonable minds could disagree on that, you know. Anyway, so that to me was really disappointing, and it's hard to take poker news, news seriously when they do stuff like that, and I, then not just for now, but for f- all future stuff.
1: I agree. So I guess I was a little bit wrong on the article based on when yeah. it came out. So I apologize for that, but still, it's a weird pairing to choose oh
0: hey i am seeing though that this sarah herring interview with Bryn Kenny also came out actually months before the oh yeah the scandal.
1: <laughs> really but somehow she asked him all about it yeah you know?
0: it's, it's crazy yeah no not that one
1: um to, to their credit though i do think the articles that i read by chad holloway that were about the brin Kenny stuff yeah seemed to be well researched mm-hmm. and like it, integral journalism you know like, Integ- like
0: oh in, yeah okay. yeah do you mean with integrity or do you yeah mean like it's important integrity? with integrity oh okay yeah um Sure, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. But then you just can't have that interview go there. like They should have said, we're not going to do the interview then if you can't let us interview you correctly, right. basically. And I understand they want the interview because it's good for them, but the moment that clicks and money become more important than journalism, you're, that's okay, but then you're just not a news organization anymore, right? Yep. Which if, so if they prioritize, like, well, the only way we get the interview is for Sarah to do it, and Sarah isn't up for it, which it didn't seem like she really was, based on that opening anyway. Yeah. Um, and I did see certainly all the comments on Twitter about it where everyone who watched it said like it was like a high school interview you know yeah. I'm sure some people didn't feel that way don't get me wrong but overall that seemed like the vast majority of everyone felt like this was a highly biased sort of absurd interview um, you just can't you just can't put your name on that you know if you're poker news you just can't do it mm. and so the fact that they did means that it it says a lot about the state of where we are in poker that somehow it's 2022 and this is the best we got like i would i would love it if poker news just got their act together a little bit more so shit like this didn't happen
1: but yeah me too i mean I guess in poker, the news doesn't really matter that much, usually. Yeah, I right. mean, but the, when it does, it does. The, the cheating scandal, I guess, it matters a bit. Sure, you should be informed about what type of things people are trying to do to pull the rug over you. Like,
0: you just want to have some place to go. Like Joe Ingram seems like the best place to go for this kind of stuff, right? Right now, he's yeah. like, that's fine, but he's not the. He sort of does it when he does it, right? Like, which is not that often. Like, he disappears for months at a time. That's fine. He's allowed to do that. But your, your name is Poker News. You should be a news organization then. You should actually deliver that. I don't know. Like, maybe that's unfair. I don't think it is. Like, we don't have that, that Paragon thing, which almost every industry has. Like, the unbiased, legitimate sourcing that you can get. Like, it feels like Poker News is close to that and has been that, but isn't right now. At yeah. least around the Brink-Kenny stuff. If you can't do it for the Brink-Kenny stuff, I don't know what you can do it for, though. Right. Like, if you're going to be biased there, where aren't you going to be biased? Even if Chad has done a good job, if only sometimes their stuff is is unbiased, that's not good either. I mean, it's better than all of it being biased, but still, it's not it's not what I'm really looking for, you know?
1: I could see the conundrum, though. Like, you really want the Bryn Kenny interview. Of As course you do. You, you have do. to have the Bryn Kenny. interview. You have
0: to. No, I mean, I think you do, but it's a weird spot. I'll I'll acknowledge that. And I'm sure this is a thing that um, news organizations have to deal with all the time, these yep. conflicts. But I think everyone does a better job than they do. Also, like, you never see a New York Times interview where the interviewer is saying, like, hey, I'm sure, you know, Putin's going to really do his best to tell the truth <laughs> here when I do yeah. this interview. You know, I'm sure Saddam is really going, you know, yeah. they never say that, right? They're just like, Mr. Putin, blah, blah, blah. They ask the questions. It's a little confrontational, right? It's it's not comfortable sometimes. That's their job Yeah. You know, I mean, even if you look at the press corps for the uh, White House, when they're asking the press secretary for whoever's the president, be it Biden or Trump, you're going to those are two wildly different administrations right, ideologically. Um, and in both cases, I think they feel like the press is coming after them in uh-huh. different ways. You know, probably the Trump administration felt that more probably, you know, fairly in that, like the press probably disagreed more with what the Trump administration was doing would be my sure. guess. Um, so did I, to be clear. Um, so. Like, but still like that's the press's job is to be that right is to be this, this more like we're coming from at least trying to come from a place of integrity with this stuff. I yeah. don't know. This did, didn't feel like that happened.
1: Well, I guess it is kind of a big ask for a thing like poker to have a really stalwart news organization that really just like matches all of the highest standards of journalism.
0: I, I mean, apparently it is. Yeah. I, I wouldn't have thought so, but apparently may, maybe it is. And maybe also the nature of poker being as small as it is and, like, like all the the, the top players who are, there's only, what, like, 50, 60 of them total, like something like that. Players the players rollers, who, are,
1: who are known by a lot of people. They're really high roller types. Yeah.
0: Um, they all know each other. They know, like, they all know Sarah. They all know the Poker News people who are there at everything. Yeah, it's a club. Too.
1: It's a club. Yeah.
0: And so, and this is something, actually, I even see, like, in the, I mean, I see it in the NBA, you know, but, like, the NBA is mostly not serious journalism. Right. Right. Um, but when they but when they want to be serious, they bring out the more serious people too. Like mm-hmm. but like but there and there are some people who are biased in NBA journalism too. But like, you know, so I guess it happens in other places, but but then there's multiple sources at least, you know, like different organizations are reporting on the NBA. We only have one poker news even real outlet here. Yeah. that I'm aware of. We're just not there yet. And maybe we'll never get there. Because like you're saying, maybe, maybe it just not doesn't big fucking enough. matter. Yeah, maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe even something like a Brink Kenny cheating thing doesn't actually matter. That's yeah. fair. It doesn't. It affects
1: very few people overall, right. really. Like, and so like and, and your average player is not going to be affected. Now, the RTA stuff might affect the average player and that you might be more concerned about playing online in general. I mm-hmm. don't know, because you might assume that more people are using it. Who knows?
0: I mean, yeah, I think the average player would also be the online player anyway would be concerned about, you know, I make a final table and now I have to play up against, you know, some of the better players in the world, even though even though I don't know I'm doing it, I don't know I'm doing it, and they didn't buy into this tournament, and yeah. they weren't playing it for most of the time. You know, they just show up for the, to like you know take it home. Like that would be problematic. Yeah. Um, which, by the way, Bryn has openly admitted to doing that yeah. piece anyway, even though he denies most of the other stuff. Anyway, that was a long eh, thing. I sparked something. Uh, in... No, you did. You know, I, I have like. You're right. You're right. about poker news is is only so good.
1: Yeah, it's better than nothing. It is. It is. And I do when I'm bored I go there sometimes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean don't usually stay that long, but you know.
0: I mean, in fairness to like there's like ads all over the place. A lot of their articles are also kind of ad vehicles, yeah. you know what I mean? Where it's like some of the stuff is clearly paid for, at least it used to be. I haven't read their stuff in a while. But I mean it seemed very clear that like Certain people like, were writing an article every week, but really it was an ad for their, you know, their training site and stuff like that. I think Upswing was doing that for a while. I think Jonathan Little was doing that for a while. I'm almost certain they weren't just you know, getting paid by Poker News to produce content. You know? I mean,
1: it's tough. it's tough to know what to do as Poker News, right? Because there's definitely not enough demand to create a subscription model where people actually pay Correct. for Poker News. So you have Correct. to have ads.
0: Sure. But ads that, that look like articles is now, again, yeah. really gray at best. Right. At best. Um, anyway, I mean, look, I'm sure those articles were pretty good though for strategy yeah. and stuff like that. You know, it, it's not a big deal. Right. Like, going back to everything. It, it, who's really hurt by this? I don't know. Nobody. Like, uh, the people who get hurt in the future by Bryn Kenny because if he gets away with it a little longer, maybe, maybe. but, but those are the people who are it's hurt. just
1: like a, it's just like a slight complaint. That's all.
0: That's correct. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, it's just like, it's not like the Harambe thing. Right. Who told the truth
1: where they should have killed him earlier. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah. All okay. right. Anyway, we did that. We definitely did that.
1: Let's talk about something else that's odd. Okay. This tournament that we're going to talk about, I've never heard of this format. It's a seven-handed no-limit hold'em tournament.
0: Here's what I've learned in my time: poker players will do anything at all to slightly have a variation to get any kind of edge possible. Do you think there's anything? anything? What's
1: the edge of seven-handed?
0: You know that someone's going to do the ranges wrong as a result.
1: I mean, how could any? This is a 50k tournament. How could any serious player do the ranges wrong? The The ranges are the ranges are the same as if you were plus two to start the hand.
0: Serious players won't, but there'll be some whales who will do it a little bit wrong because it's seven handed. You know, they can't really matter because they do six handed and eight handed. Yeah, it can't matter. It's got to be just that it sounds like it's it's slightly interesting as sounding, right? Oh, seven handed. Maybe I'll try that. You know, because it's different in any way. Yeah. So it's it's not really what I was saying.
1: I mean, I, I'm happy with them trying different stuff I mean, like cares, this. who cares, right?
0: Yeah. Similarly to the Bognor stuff, it doesn't really matter. I mean, I think why seven-handed
1: not? is great. I think eight-handed is great. I think nine-handed is too many players, but I understand why.
0: I'm okay with nine-handed, but eight-handed is better. Yeah. yeah. And actually, yeah. So I guess you'd rather play seven-handed than eight-handed if you could, right? Yeah, I think so. You know what? I want to play the one-handed tournament. That's it's if, pretty, if eight-handed is better than nine-handed, like... It's easy, it's it's easy to win.
1: Or is it like video poker where you have to beat the machine?
0: I mean... It gets weird when it's one-handed. Yeah. Do you have a dealer? You can have a virtual dealer in your,
1: at the bar when you're playing in the video no, lottery no, no. machine. You're, you're
0: in a tournament. Do you yeah. not understand what I'm saying at all?
1: I'm, I'm understanding. I'm picturing. That you go to a smoky dive bar every night, <laughs> and you play video lottery no. poker
0: I'm picturing... until the cows
1: come home. It's
0: the World Series of Poker Amazon room. There's 220 tables. I'm and sure the they room.
1: make the graphics look like that on Everyone... the machine.
0: <laughs> Everyone <laughs> is sitting at the table by themselves with a the dealer. There's a floor for each section, you know.
1: You might need a floor for each table with the amount of collusion that you're going to see in this thing. There's
0: going to be a lot of collusion. Also, the stalling will yeah. be absurd. Anyway, okay, enough. That's not a funny joke. Yeah. It really drove that one to the ground. Let's move on. Yeah,
1: way to go, buddy. It's my fault. It is. Anyway, I wonder if this is a thing that Triton will continue to do in the future. I seven, think so. seven-handed tournament.
0: Um, well, let's see. How many people played in this tournament, you might be wondering? I'm here to tell you. 101. Well, they got 101 entries, 56 players. Oh, wow. So lots of re-entries. Yep. $50,000. There's a 5 million euro prize pool.
1: 50,000 euros, then.
0: Yes. This is all euros. I can give you the US equivalents at any point. So I would ask. love that,
1: but not right now. Okay, Hold your honest. tongue. It's honest. Hold your damn tongue. Okay. For once in your
0: life. Okay. I'm holding it. Well, you just talked. I haven't been talking while you were talking, and then <laughs> okay. I talk after. When you stop oh. talking, you yell. All right. Yell. All right. So
1: there's no, nothing strategic to talk about. No. Seven handed versus whatever. It's like, it's yeah, it's same. just pretend the other two players already folded. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, no big deal. All right. So this was suggested on Discord by Chris Jones and Ruthino.
0: Okay. Top top tier suggesters.
1: Top tier suggesters. Thank you for your suggestions. Discord's yep. a great place to suggest. There is a link in the description of this podcast if you want to sign up for our Discord. It is a fun place to be. There are pizza parties,
0: pizza balls. There are
1: pizza balls. Pizza
0: balls.
1: Sure. Twitter, you can also suggest there. That's fine, too. Uh, you know, give us your hand suggestions. 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 Well said. Yeah. I said it like
0: Harambe would have. Mm-hmm.
1: All right. So we have 10 players remaining. What are the payout situations going on up in here, Jonathan okay. Levy? Okay.
0: So with 10 players left, everyone has clinched 100. I'm going to do this all in dollars just to keep it easier. Okay. So we'll talk about the same thing. $114,000 has been locked up by everyone. We are on a money bubble, little jump here. The next place is ninth place. That would be $148,000, okay? Um, but there's small jumps, essentially that same. Every, every spot now is a jump. Um, it, gets, it starts to get pretty interesting. Around fifth place is $400,000. Fourth is five 3rd is six fifty. Second is nine eighty, and first is one point four million dollars. Getting to be the real money, yeah. But so we're there's a lot of money to be won. Is the point we've won a hundred, but there's a hundred, there's one point three million more to win.
1: Also, they're in Madrid, so everybody's oh. full of paella, which and, is
0: delicious and Spanish food too. <laughs> the Spanish food grant. I oh would... yeah, what Spanish food? There's different. They have their culture grant, and they have Spanish food. It's not all just. What you eat in a McDonald's.
1: Paella is what you eat in a McDonald's?
0: Maybe in a Spanish McDonald's. Oh, yeah, maybe. (laughs) What are you doing? Uh, Just, you know, just coming coming and going. (laughs) (laughs) All right, great. All right, let's get to the hand. Okay.
1: So 30K, 60K are the blinds with a 60K big blind ante. Cool. Hey, it's Fader Holtz. It's been a little while, What is huh? it, 2018? It's been
0: a minute. He's
1: going to play against Danny Tang. What is it, 2026? The year of Tang?
0: <laughs> You're killing it. All right. We've done this many times. Very quickly. What's their what's their hand-ins, bro? Oh, jeez. Just quick. Tang is 11 million? Very close. 11.9. And Fedor is going You're to gonna be... You're going to get this. You're going to be fine. I'm telling you. 34. 33 and a half. All right. yeah.
1: That's cool. I didn't even really have a good reference on Fader. I
0: would have gotten. I think even I would have gotten those two though. Yeah. Honestly, I would have said like thirty for Fader and like ten for Danny. So not as good as you, but I you, uh, that was less impressive than what you normally do. You're usually so good.
1: But thirty four on thirty three and a half is pretty <laughs> it's good.
0: Pretty good. No, and you said what twelve for Danny? No, when I said eleven. Eleven. It was eleven eight or something. Eleven yeah. nine. Yeah, that's pretty good too. Anyway. So yeah, these are two uh, impressive
1: high roller type dudes. Yeah. Just wait till twenty twenty six, man. The year of Danny Tang. It's so long
0: from now, Danny. You have four years.
1: I mean, he can have four pretty good years, and then he's going to have the year of Danny Tang. Okay. It's going to be like Sam Greenwood, you know, like always kind of pretty successful, yeah. and then he's had got the year of Greenwood. Yep. And then everybody forgot because Michael Damo destroyed everybody. Remember
0: when Daniel Coleman was a thing? So long he ago. He was the no. first thing. Yeah.
1: Although Dan Smith, I suppose, argued that he was the Come first on.
0: thing. Come <laughs> on. It's just a lie. <laughs> you won a tournament once, Dan. Come on. Eric said I was the first thing. But anyway. Yeah, that's true. But moving on. Let's Cowboy hat. Through. Dan Smith.
1: All right, folds are under the small blind, which is Fedor Holtz. Okay, he has nine of clubs, six of spades, and one point five million in his stack, so he's not super deep, uh, but he's you know not in super danger.
0: Twenty five blinds.
1: The more important stack is Danny Tang in the big blind. He's got six hundred and twenty k, so he's got just about ten bigs. Start the hand. Yeah. So as fader, what is your general strategy with 9-6 off in the small blind against a 10-big blind stack, especially considering that you have 15 blinds?
0: Yeah. Oh, no, you have more than 15 blinds. You have 25 blinds. 25
1: blinds, yeah.
0: Uh, my inclination with this hand is probably just to fold it. Yeah, because uh, you're going to get shoved on by a lot of You're going to get jammed on a
1: whole bunch. There is a big blind ante, though, and it's five-handed. Oh, uh... So
0: we're getting a really good price to call, first of all, or to jam. It's thirty K to win thirty K to one
1: hundred and fifty K.
0: You know, with twenty five blinds and there's a big blind ID. Actually now I want to just jam. Yeah. Like, yeah, he calls, he calls. We have nine six. It's fine. Like we I think we probably make money jamming. Probably. Now, now Danny Tank's gonna probably call with the right the yeah. right frequency. So maybe we don't make money jamming. Maybe actually we're maybe we're actually gonna lose money with nine six.
1: Maybe nine, a limp six, fold, is fold is a fine overall strategy as long as we balance And I'm sure yeah. we're balancing as Fedor. We'll have
0: a bunch of limp calls. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine too. So we have some jams, some insta folds, and a, and a, some limps, which are going to fold. Some limps, which are going to call the race, Yeah, basically. yeah, that's that's reasonable too. And then this is the kind of hand we would limp, hoping to see a, a, a fly yeah nine three. six off.
1: It's not pretty, but it's not the worst type of hand. Yeah, and, and like you're getting such a good price with the
0: big blind Annie, I think it's prob- okay. probably mandatory to put. Yeah, more you're pressure. right. We can't just fold this hand with the big blind Annie in there too. Yeah,
1: so I Fader agree. does do that. He limps. Okay. Danny Tang is in the big blind with complete garbage. He's got five deuce off. Five of diamonds, deuces, spades. Yeah. So this is not a hand you want to jam against a guy who you know is going to be balanced and have some calls, right? You're going to want to have, like, reasonable jamming hands.
0: Yeah, yeah. this is a... We just see the flop. We get to be in position. Maybe we'll flop something, and who cares? We were just going to fold if he jammed anyway, right? So it's cool for us. I'm sure
1: there's some easy lookup that we could find out of what the proper jamming range is here, but what's your guess as to the bottom of Tang's uh, optimal jamming range?
0: Oh, um...
1: Like, jack-deuce-suited?
0: I mean, I, I'm sure 10 9 suited is so. I mean, I know you could say that's yeah. better, but yeah, like yeah. from a from a heads up point of view, you'd rather right. have a jack right. deuce, right? Um, I think we're jamming both of those. I think the suited jacks and the 10 9. Uh, probably 10 8 we're jamming also. 10 8 suited. You'd think. I think. I'm wondering if we're jamming 7 6 suited. Yeah. or just, Probably. Or just taking a flop. I think we're jamming all the suited connectors when we've got 10 blinds. 3 here. 4 suited? Ooh. Could you could just take a flop. Probably take a flop with that one. I, probably 6-5 is where it stops for me. Maybe. We could look this up on Snapchat, but my phone isn't right here, so I guess we're not going to do, do it. We're just not going to do it. But someone else could look it up and write about it. Yeah. You know, go ahead. Um, that would be my initial thoughts, something like that. Obviously, any ace, any king. Um, queens down to Queen 8 off? Queen 9 off, for sure. And then Maybe suited, not Queen 8 off. I don't know. Any suited queen, of course. Any suited queen. Yeah. Jacks down offsuit, jacks to jack nine. No, jack 10, probably. Maybe, maybe we, we go queen nine and jack 10 instead of queen it eight. It feels and a jack. little tight to me. Yeah, maybe you're right. I mean, that's a lot of hands. It is, it is. That's true.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, obviously, this is against Fedor. If you're playing in your typical $500 tournament field, you're gonna do exploitative jamming rather than. Pure snapshot of range-based right. jamming, right?
0: Like, if right. there's the
1: guy who's limping every small blind and not oh paying God. attention to your stack and definitely going to fold, you just jam everything.
0: You jam, and, and very rarely, and usually they're raising their good hands anyway, yeah. right? Um, but fader's not going to do that. No, fader's going to absolutely be folding the right amount and calling the right amount, so you can't just close your eyes and jam
1: nope. everything. It's lovely when you can, though.
0: Oh, my God. I love that. Yeah. The, the face-up stuff. Yeah. It's just free money. All right. Anyway, Tang checks because he's got five deuce off. It's always surprising when they when it seems like free money and then they call, though. <laughs> that <laughs> yeah. does happen once in a while, yeah. you know? Yeah. But anyway.
1: I mean, do you ever have it? Of course you have. But I've had it many times in tournaments where it's, you know, these lower stakes tournaments, two hundred dollars to mm-hmm. $1,000, somewhere in there, where you've been short for a while and maybe two or three times you've jammed on the person on your right when they've limped the small blind and they've had enough. And they call your 12 blind yeah. shove with like five, three off. They're like, that's, en- I, that's enough for me. And I've definitely had an actual, that's an actual hand that called me <laughs> when, when I had ace king and I lost. I, and-
0: <laughs> I had a guy do that except he had jack seven off. I had king jack and he actually flopped jack seven X, but I turned to king and it was uh. a beautiful thing. Um, actually, this is a, the opposite where I was playing in Australia in like a $300 tournament and uh, the whole, like, Seven players limped to my big blind, and I had thirty blinds and Jack turned off. I'm like, I'm all in. Like, yeah. who's gonna call? i like, the third limper called me, and I'm like, ruh row. <laughs> <laughs> and he had Ace King, of course. And uh, I think he flopped a full house, but I flopped like back doors to the straight flush. I assume you did not get did that. not get there. No, but it was. I was like, fair enough. You you deserve doing that one. You sir. got
1: you got my thirty blinds. Yeah,
0: I guess that was kind of a big show. But you know, there's like there's like eight blinds out there. You know, yeah.
1: That's a Wonka move. How can move. they call? That's a Wonka move. He always loves to talk about what percentage of your stack you're yeah, at. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Sure.
0: Anyway, it didn't work. Moving
1: on. So Australia is not not the proven place for levies to win.
0: No, I. Uh, that's correct. That's correct. I did play. Oh, that's in England. I, I played in a tournament in England. Oh, once. really? They're just the same thing, though. Don't worry about it. <laughs> they have accents. Funny accents. Yeah. So who can tell? Goofy, silly accents. Yeah. Those played, wacky guys. I played in a tournament in England once where... Uh, uh, I won second place and I got a TV for oh. it and uh but I did not live in England and so the TV did not have any value to me so I was trying to sell it to any of the players in this big club and they were like we'll give you 10 pounds for it <laughs> I was like fuck you I'll take it home with me and throw it out rather than give you for 10 pounds someone finally offered me 20 pounds I was like I guess I'll take 20 pounds wow it was not like a super nice TV but still you know that's pretty cheap for a TV I know I felt so dumb but they were all like the thing is I was like I should not be the one getting taken advantage of here. You guys are all want the TV, a cheap TV like shouldn't there be a bidding war and finally there was a very slight one and I was like whatever. <laughs> Fucking assholes. They, <laughs> they colluded against you. They kind of did. They were like fuck the American. Well, fair whatever. Up. Fair enough. Yeah, my 20 still better. Still better. Yeah, this is like this is like 17 years ago. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right. 180k in the pot. Okay. The flop is deuce of diamonds, king of spades, jack of spades. fader has nine six with the six of spades. That's really all he's got going on is that yeah. six of spades for the backdoor, six high flush draw. Danny Tang flops bottom pair with the five deuce.
0: As Fedor, it feels like a min bet just prints money here, right? It does. Look at him. This, this is a pretty dry board. Tang kind of never has a king. Neither do we, but Tang has even less kings than we do. And he has few jacks. We we have, we have some kings, actually. Yeah. Um, But Tang has, like, yeah, few jacks and no kings, so... This is, like, such an easy bet.
1: Yep. So, Fader bet 60K.
0: It's printing money. Yeah.
1: Can Tang, Tang can only call, right? There's not, not nothing else to do? It'd be really weird to do anything I else. mean, I guess you could shove to protect your equity against all of Fader. Like, Tang knows that Fader prints money by min betting. So, Fader probably is betting literally everything as a min bet on this board.
0: Yeah. He might be.
1: It might be worth protecting your equity. I don't know. It's worth considering. I mean...
0: What's Feder calling with? He's calling with any top pair. Is he calling with all... What about with jacks? Is he calling with jacks?
1: I think he's probably calling with jacks. Okay. And he's calling with spades, which is okay. He's calling
0: with any big draw, I would say. We're fine. Spades. If he has queen 10, he's calling. At
1: this point, we're fine with getting it in against a draw.
0: If he somehow has ace queen, I assume he's calling, right? Yeah. So all that kind of stuff. If he has any kind of reasonable, like, made hand, he's yeah. calling, right? But if he has, like, two, six, two sixes, what's I, he going to do?
1: That's a close one, I think. Probably going to
0: fold. Yeah. Probably, right? Yeah. Maybe, like, Danny, if Danny has a jack, he might jam here, right? And, of
1: course, he's going to fold, like, his eight, ten of diamonds and stuff like that.
0: We might be making money by jamming. It's it's the risk-reward, of course, can suck, because every time you're called, you're like, I could have just put in one blind, man. Right.
1: But, I mean, you call, and then <laughs> I guess your plan is to hold on, or... I mean, it gets tough. It's tough to for this hand to stay any good at all.
0: We we call and hope no more money goes in, or we improve. I mean, yeah. that's... Because we can't put a lot more money in with this hand. No, we cannot. No, we cannot. Yeah.
1: So I think there might be some value to equity denial as yeah. a,
0: as a jam here. Yeah.
1: I mean, we could do the thing. Like, no, we can't do that. We can't do it. I was thinking we could,
0: like, not go all in and then fold to a shove. But Our range is just weaker than Fedder's, though. Like, right here. Like, we don't have any kings. It doesn't matter. I'm just saying, like, it's going to make it easy. Like, Fedder's is stronger. Ours is weaker. It sort of sucks.
1: But how does that hurt the play of equity denial?
0: Um. I would think that means Fedder, if Federer's playing correctly, he's just gonna call with a big enough chunk of his range that he can't, it's gonna hurt us for him to call. It's like, it's not gonna, we're gonna no, be indifferent no, to him. No, because we
1: have, a, we have a positive result flop, so it doesn't hurt us for him to call.
0: A positive result flop. We flopped a pair. Oh, we did flop a pair, that's right.
1: Yeah. That's true. That's so true. So if he's calling with that wide of a range, we, we actually get to win sometimes when he calls.
0: That's true too. These are good points that you're making. Okay, all right, that's fair. How much money is in this pot? There's three hundred uh there's two hundred and forty thousand. we'd be risking like five hundred and fifty, yeah, or something like that. or no no, no five five six twenty right
1: six twenty to start the hand, so oh okay,
0: so less than so that. five five sixty yeah, um so we're going two to one. that sort of sucks, but it does I don't know I can see i can I see your point, and maybe that's correct, but i it, I can understand also the siren call if we're in position it costs one blind yeah. Like, of course. going to give up a lot on the turn. If, if, there were,
1: if there were more obvious ways for this hand to improve, I would be more into calling. Yep. But, but this hand is just, it is what it is, right? Like, you can hit yeah. a deuce or a five and that's it.
0: Yep. It's ugly.
1: Yeah. And if Fader is really going to decide to 100% min bet, which I think he really might be in this situation on this board, it's probably profitable to shove. Now, maybe it's more profitable to call. The only unprofitable thing would be to fold.
0: Folding seems insane, even though we ha- Bottom pair, essentially bottom kicker. Yeah. Still, like whatever. Right. I don't know if Federer's actually min-betting everything here, by the way. What Uh, would you not min-bet? Well, he's got two back doors. They're bad back doors, but maybe it doesn't matter in this particular spot. That he has has something going on, you know? If you had had... If he had nine... Nine-six of or clubs. Eight, no, it'd be eight. Like Eight-six eight, of clubs. Eight-six of clubs. Yeah, I don't know if he'd bet. Maybe he, he probably has some non-bets, just a few at least. Otherwise, it's too easy to just to jam on him. Maybe that's
1: maybe that's the case.
0: But but he, I'm sure he's stretching to find bets, having yeah. said that, right? Any kind of equity to bet.
1: I mean, he has nine-six with a six of spades. That's not a very good hand. Of
0: course, but a spade, a nine, a six, a ten, a queen all give him equity on the turn a lot of the time, at least. I mean, they're
1: all really not that
0: impressive. Right. He's up against someone who didn't jam on him. Yeah. And he's in his 10 blinds. Like, you know, he's only betting one blind. Like, I don't think you can go
1: wrong with calling. I just think it's worth exploring jamming, which I don't think many players would do.
0: I agree. I agree. It's interesting.
1: Tang does call, though. Sure. And you better call the optometrist.
0: You better call a freaking foot doctor. (laughs) Podiatrist. (laughs) Yeah. Show some respect. Podiatrist. They have to go to school, too. But different school.
1: Yeah, it's not as good. It's like a technical school. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, foot doctors. You're not allowed on nitro bedding. That's right. O- optometrists, you-, you can come on You in. guys are great. We'll even take dentists.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. We have no standards. Except for podiatry. Fucking foot doctors. <laughs> Just kidding. We love foot
1: doctors. Yeah, we do.
0: They're the best. I've spent time with foot doctors. I've of had course you issues. have. Look at your feet. Exactly. They are... Here is one of the great
1: things about Nitro Betting when you sign up using the link in our description uh, of our our podcast here. You won't have to look at pictures of Jonathan's feet.
0: (laughs) You know, that's extra. You got to pay for that.
1: Yeah, but you're not forced to by using the link. So that's benefit number one. That's pretty good.
0: Well, it's a benefit for me, too, because I don't want to give that away. I want some (laughs) royalties. Well, that that sounds great. My foot are a tease. My feet are teasing everyone. (laughs) So Beautiful.
1: (laughs) And they got a they got a matching bonus for people who sign up using the link is that right? They
0: do 100% for yeah. for any of it too for sports betting for poker or for the casino. 100% on first deposits. Let's go. But you uh, got to use the link. You got to use Don't the be link. Dumb. use yeah. the link.
1: That sounds pretty good. Uh, up to what? Uh What was it? 25 millibits? I think it's millibits?
0: 25 millibits, which is these days about $750. So okay. It's like legit.
1: That sounds pretty legit, of course they have their March Madness style brackets. They bracketized everything.
0: Yep. Everything's on a cob. Yeah,
1: they bracketized <laughs> it all. Uh, they have the the poker guys monthly tournament. Even if you signed up for Nitrogen Sports in the past, you have to switch over to Nitro Betting. Sign up again. I know, I know, but it's really easy. I promise. It takes
0: like ten sec. Well, twenty five seconds.
1: It's probably. not. It depends on your internet speed. But okay, you know. Okay.
0: Okay. It's it, thirty five it seconds. It
1: should be fine. And we'll see you there. And it'll be great. It'll be great.
0: We'll see you there. Yeah, Nitro Betting. You know what you won't be seeing there? My beautiful toes, unless you pay extra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a section there. Jonathanfeet.com. That's the section on on nitro (laughs) betting.
1: Is that a sponsored ad? Did you put that sponsored ad there?
0: (laughs) No, man. No, they paid me. Oh, did they? Yeah, they got to draw visitors to the site. They got to get traffic somehow. Right. You know, and my gorgeous... Look, I admit my feet are probably a little bit hideous, but that's what makes them beautiful, you know what I mean? It's like the elephant man.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly like the elephant man.
0: I have some weird arches stuff going on. It's okay. It's okay, and that's... That's what draws the, the eye.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway, here we go. Yep. 300K in the pot. Okay. Fader has got nine, six with a six of spades on a deuce of diamonds, king of spades, jack of spades board. Uh, Danny Tang has five deuce, no spades. Oh, anyway, he has a deuce of spades. Never yep. mind. He does have a spade. Deuce, deuce of spades. It's kind of an important card. 300K, eight of spades on the turn. Ding, ding,
0: ding, ding, ding. In what way? Everyone picks up a flash draw. Remember, we were saying Fader like, was looking for any kind of equity. He just picked up some equity, man. Yeah. That's a good card. He
1: for has the six high flush drop.
0: Fader. Yeah. Some Fader cheese on that salad. Excellent. <laughs> Thanks, man. All right. Why haven't we won any awards? I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> what is
1: Fader supposed to do?
0: I think he's supposed to bet. Yeah? I mean, I know we have the six high flush draw, but we can think of it not just like we're betting on the come, but also, A, Danny Tang has... Essentially, no top pair hands. Yep. Um, B, we block the flush draws. Yep. The flush draws are often going to jam on the flop against us anyway.
1: Most of the time. And a lot of his suited hands are going to jam pre-flop anyway.
0: Yep. Um, we can be betting lots of things here. We can have a lot of strong hands ourselves. Yep. Um, I think we got him beat range-wise. We have, the, we have a good blocker. If called, we don't have to bet a lot. We could bet 130, you know. Um, if called... It's possible a spade is a good card for us. It's, uh, it's an unknown, quite yeah. frankly, but it's possible a spade is going to bail us out of whatever trouble we're in, you know, against the jack that's calling or whatever. A jack may call us, but everything else is probably going to fold, and even a jack isn't going to love it at this mm-hmm. point, right? Um, I don't know. I, th- I think we're supposed to bet. What do you think? Yeah, I hear that. I hear that, man. Now, let me ask this question. What does Tang have? Tang doesn't have any draws, right? So Tang either has a jack or a deuce, kind of always, or ace high. Nope, doesn't have ace high. No ace high. So it's ja- a jack or a deuce. A yes. deuce is going to fold. The jack is mostly going to call because he has to call with stuff.
1: It might depend on if he has a reasonable spade with either.
0: Right. He could have 10 deuce with the 10 of spades, and probably he would probably call. He probably can't fold that, yeah. right. That's a good point. Um, but if he has, a, if he has a, a reasonable jack of any kind, and that's like, in this case, like jack seven, right? He might call any jack. Yeah. Just because of distribution. So maybe, maybe we shouldn't bet then, because maybe we can't get enough things to fold. Right, because he doesn't have a random hand. He doesn't have a float with his stack depth. Right. What do you think about the idea of checking, and if he bets big, we fold, and if he bets small, we jam? Like, he doesn't have any monster hands. The best he can ever have is two pair, and he doesn't have that very often, right? Jack eight. Yep. Yeah. Jack eight. I guess eight deuce. Those are the hands he can have that are two pair hands? Yeah. That's it? Yeah. I mean... We block spades. He doesn't ever have spades. Yeah, that we, could... We can have it.
1: That's a reasonable a reasonable thought. Now, we have to be pretty sure that Tang doesn't really ever have spades yeah. and be pretty sure that he's not being super balanced with his pre-flop checking, which you probably aren't supposed to be with 10 blinds, but maybe he has some of that in these types of fields. Yeah, that's true.
0: Um, but it seems pretty likely that we're in good shape. Yeah. If we... Like, it's going to be... He's not... He just... Doesn't have a very... If he bets, Jamie... It's a very... Inter, it's a weird, and he can't bet a lot, right? If he bets too big, we should just fold, right? We need to make sure, like... He needs to bet, like, two blinds. So then we can jam on him. And he still has seven left. And he's like, oh, man. Well, let's sucks.
1: say... Okay, let's... If you're Danny Tang... Yeah. And you have 10 deuce with the 10 of spades... Yeah. Are you betting?
0: That's the question. Probably not betting that hand. Are we betting a jack? We might be betting a jack. Why? deny equity from spades specifically yeah try and take down the pot because like fuck like this pot matters there's 300k in there
1: I think he's mostly going to check back these hands yeah me too I don't think he's going to bet that often yeah I think you're right
0: why because you why get yourself in any weird spot and when if you bet your jack and you're called you're probably in trouble right like I guess Fader could have turned exactly an eight yep but that's it we can maybe get value from that on the river anyway maybe I can see you denying equity to spades, but you figure spade make, make blasts at you anyway. But this hand didn't, right? Yeah. So the six of spades we could tr- try. Maybe maybe
1: uh, like a nine plus of spades would have gone for it. Yeah, maybe. Either way, Tang checks back with his deuce. Okay. I mean, that makes sense. Check, check. Here we go. Get ready. Did I even say Fader checked? He does. Fader checks. Um, and it goes check, oh, check. Yeah, I don't know. River's the eight of diamonds. It pairs the eight. Okay. Deuce of diamonds, king of spades, jack of spades, eight of spades, eight of diamonds. Yep. Fader moves all in. Sure. 500k into 300k. Sure. Is he repping just trip eights? I think so.
0: What else could he be repping? It, it
1: makes perfect sense all along, right?
0: All along. Um, Tang never has an eight.
1: No, unless he has two pair with it. Unless which he, he just w- filled up. Which he would have probably bet on the turn.
0: He's almost always betting that on the turn. Yeah. So, um... Tank doesn't have a flush almost ever. He doesn't have a single eight ever. I yeah. don't think um, he has almost no full houses as Federer. An eight actually makes sense where we could have bet the flop. We hit the eight, so we checked. Yep. And now we made trip eights, and we're like, yeah, let's see if you want a hero.
1: And we have nine six off in our range, so we know we have combinatorially a wide swath of eights available to us. Absolutely right.
0: So well, yeah, I mean, I think though, we could have an eight. I don't
1: think he's repping a flush. I think he's just repping an eight.
0: Yeah. Um, here's, here's a question. Uh, if Fader moves in for 500 K effective. Yeah. Uh, is that a reasonable story?
1: Right. I was just thinking that like, is it a better bet to bet 200 K to say like, I want you to call with
0: your deuce or your, exactly. or your Jack. That feels like it. Right. It feels so much like the thing is this, if we bet 200 K, Danny's going to call with his Jacks and fold his deuces. Right. That's what he's going to do. Probably. Cause he's, cause he's probably got a pretty even distribution of those two. Yeah. And maybe maybe in a perfectly even distribution. No, actually, it probably is more deuces than jacks. When I think about it, because some jacks are going to move in pre. Mm. Um, also, that's an even more reason to bet 200k because he's going to fold. If he's going to fold more than half the time, oh my god, this is a huge win for us to bet 200k and get the get the whole pot. And he folds more than half the time. That's just printing money.
1: Assuming he's going to fold deuces
0: for real, right? I'm assuming he's actually going to fold the deuce here. That's true. But so betting bigger than that is trying to fold out the jack. Also, yeah. And the question is. What's the jack supposed to do? Because it's like, I don't know, maybe maybe this is how it works. Now. Michael Adamo does stuff like this all the time, right? He makes a big hand. He bets three times the pot on the river.
1: Yeah, and you know these guys are playing advanced poker, so yeah. the sizing of the bet doesn't necessarily mean the story's bad, right? Like he might, Fader might go for it this way with a lot of different hands.
0: I mean, we need Fader to actually be going for it this way with trip eights. Yes. Otherwise, the story's bad.
1: I believe he would, Yeah. knowing that it's Fader.
0: The question is, what else would he... I mean, if he's doing it with this hand, though, 9-6, does that mean he's doing it with, like, a whole bunch of hands? Well, Maybe. he has a
1: spade blocker just in case.
0: That's nice. That is nice. That's not the end of the world. It
1: doesn't matter that he blocks hands that are close to the 8 because Tang was the big bun, just checked pre-flop, so that has nothing to do with the hand.
0: It really doesn't feel like Danny Tang has a big hand in any way, right? Like
1: No, but he could easily have a jack.
0: Yeah, a jack but... is as good as it gets. Yeah. Um, and he might've bet some Jack's on the turn sometimes. Yeah. Uh,
1: so I think it's maybe, maybe it's just an amount of chips where it doesn't matter if the story is not great. It's like your right. tournament life is on the
0: line. What are you going to do about it? I mean, you would think that's going to work a lot against this hand. And honestly, a Jack doesn't love it either. A Jack could be like, geez, like, do I really need to call off here? Like I still actually have almost the same stack I had. I put up, I put up one blind in this pot. Like. You know, I don't have to I can like fight and, you know, I can what fight or live to fight? Is it?
1: you can what are you, are you, trying, well, to to are you trying to live to fight? Are you trying to die
0: hard 6 right now or something? And I wish I I wish I had thought yeah. that, yeah. Um yeah, I can live to fight another day though, right? So do I really need to even when a jack doesn't love it. So almost all of Tang's range like just turns green inside when this, if a big bat like this goes in. So that's kind of good.
1: That is nice. And it would be nicer if it wasn't an elite high roller player that we were playing against. He's going to be well aware of his own range and how to use it.
0: That is true. At the same point, you're never going to get the guy who just calls with five, three off because he can't take it anymore. Um, Like one of the things Tang is going to be aware of is for example, the money jumps. He probably cares about stuff like that. You know, he's probably thinking about ICM all that. Now he's probably the short sack at the table, so right. the ICM it might be goes the other way a little it bit. It might be there. a little
1: bit more worth it for him to gamble here.
0: Exactly. Um, still, that's like he's gonna be thinking about all this stuff. He's gonna make better decisions than your typical player. Yeah. It's a very interesting thing to to shove here. It is. It is. So
1: now we're Danny Tang. Yeah. How do we approach this? How do we decide whether or not we can call with this hand?
0: All right. I let mean, let's start with distribution. I don't know what else to do.
1: All right, so assuming that we are correct about his pre-flop and flop ranges, yeah, he has no flushes. Right. He has no trip eights. Right. Uh, he has no kings. Right.
0: He is n- Unless he slow played the turn, he's got no two pairs slash full... He's got no full houses. Yeah. And I think it's very likely to think he would not have slow played the turn. Yeah, when a third spade comes. Yeah, he would bet hoping to get action, but yep. it's okay to take it down. Right. Thing. Yeah.
1: yeah. So the best hand he has is something like Jack seven <laughs>
0: God, if we think he's so jamming rough. if
1: we think he's jamming jack nine maybe, maybe he has
0: jack nine maybe but he has yeah, j- it's one of the but yeah jack seven or jack nine sounds right yeah wow yeah okay that's a really interesting place to start
1: so um what's more important having a jack versus a deuce or having a spade
0: okay a jack versus a deuce doesn't matter correct in terms of but spades we actually like Feder could have spades.
1: It's unlikely, but it's possible.
0: It's very unlikely. Cause also, like, then he'd be it's almost like he'd be targeting trip baits, and we can't have trip baits himself when he when he moves in this. I
1: mean, right? if it's a balanced player, yeah. you can you can do it hard. I mean, like we gotta give Feder credit for some spades. Maybe not oh yeah. Maybe no, not. No, many. He can have
0: spades. I think he can have spades.
1: So having a spade is more important than having a jack. It's
0: gotta be, right? It's okay. gotta be.
1: So we have a spade, we have the deuce of spades. Okay. Is the deuce of spades better than the five of spades in any way? Because it's the pair? Does that help us in any way?
0: Um I don't think so. Why does that why would that help us? I mean, if Fader had the deuce of spades, he'd be less inclined to bluff here. So well, also maybe that means we mm. but no, but Fader bets so much, like.
1: Well, if Fader had the Deuce X of Spades and made a flush that way, yeah, he may be less likely to bet the turn with that flush specifically right. because he blocks one of Tang's
0: pairs. That's a great point. Yeah, I like that. So that's actually a good thing then to have the Deuce of Spades. Yeah, like we're blocking some of the hands, some of the value hands he might take a line like this with. Yeah. Okay, that's great. Now he might have been check raising all in with spades, but of course on the turn, but. When he checks there, there's a, sometimes Danny might just jam himself, and then Fader actually can't call with spades. So I don't know if Fader would ever do, take that line with right.
1: spades. Right. Maybe the deuce of spades is the best spade to have because Fader is maybe least likely to bet the deuce X of spades in the turn because the types of hands that Danny has are jacks or deuces, right? And if you block the deuces, that makes the jacks more likely, which is a far more likely bet from Tang on the turn, which is what you want to happen when you have the flush.
0: Yeah. By the way, the thing I just said was like thinking about flush draws, not made flushes, of course, on the turn when I... Yeah. Just before you made your point. Sorry, there's a lot going on. Yeah, here. there
1: is. We're getting a little complex here. Yeah,
0: we're going really into the weeds. And yeah, I got caught up in realizing that oh, I sort of misspoke and oh, okay. wanted to clean that up. So. Good
1: job cleaning it up. Thank you. So I think I need this to be looked at, what I just said. I think you need to look at it. So maybe, maybe I can reiterate it. it and try to say it in a better way. Do it. The Deuce of Spades, ostensibly in this theory is one of the better spades to have as Tang because it blocks deuce X of spades in Fader's range, which is potentially the least likely to bet the turn because it blocks the pair type that might fold on the turn um, and also doesn't block the pair type that is more likely to bet on the turn for Tang, which is a jack.
0: So by having the deuce X of spades, we can check that because that is going to bet. You're saying
1: because Tang is more likely to bet because he has either a deuce more or jacks. Than yes, deuces. It, it weights Tang's range more towards jacks. Okay, whereas any other combo of spades, it's neutral. Right, because we don't block any deuces. Right,
0: right. But if we think Danny's got jacks, why wouldn't we just better made flushes on the turn?
1: We're that's concerned. The best hands he we're has. concerned he's going to fold anyway.
0: Those are the best hands he has. He's got to call with something. He maybe he
1: that. only calls with a spade with his hand. Uh, maybe, but maybe he bets all jacks because there's enough equity to deny that he cares about.
0: Oh, okay. If that's true,
1: I mean, it's a stretch, but it's. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to find a way that the deuce of spades is special, and maybe I'm just trying to search for things that aren't there. It
0: feels like if if you're right, it's all very marginal. Yes. It's just adding the, the you know the point some percent of. Uh, Value here to like figuring out, but it doesn't mean it's got zero value. But
1: if that's actually true, yeah, it would. And these guys are actually thinking on that level. It would be so incredible for them to think on that level in real time. During I mean,
0: it seems like crazy, but I I believe that like when you start thinking about this kind of stuff, you do you teach yeah. yourself to think on that level, yeah, in real time. You know, like having seen that with other kinds of poker stuff. When I first started learning about blockers, and then one day when suddenly it was just there in my head while I was playing a hand. You know, I didn't have to work for it. It was yeah. just like, oh, of course I'm calling with queens on this king x board because I'm blocking king queen and that's right. this guy's most likely holding based on the preflop and blah 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 if he's got a king at all and, you know. well this goes a
1: few more layers deep of though of course yeah. no
0: but I'm just saying like yeah. that you, you integrate it right. as you like think about it more so if, if they're actually are thing at this level they would at some point be able to do this in real time
1: so if that's the case though any hand with a deuce of spades is the best type of hand to call with in Tang's range
0: because it's slightly more likely that fader's bluffing that fader's bluffing because we remove... Because that's the hand that he would be checking when he's got spades a little more of the yeah. time. Right. If he's checking anything, yeah. you're saying.
1: If he's checking any flushes. Because he's mostly repping an eight, but we also want to be able to block something, right? And we can never block an eight as Tang. So maybe right. the deuce of spades is the best possible blocker.
0: Wow. That is really complicated. You're right. Yeah. Um, it feels like, again, super marginal at best.
1: Yeah. Um, but you have to use something to make your decisions. You do. You do.
0: Uh
1: is it better just to use hand rank and choose a jack just in case Fader is going off the rails with two red
0: fours? Is it possible? Why would Fader go off the rails with two red fours? One blind's gone in on the. Yeah,
1: top. I don't know because you could still be ahead. You're ahead,
0: of, you're ahead of the deuces. There's no reason to think it's like 50 50. It's actually, there's more deuces than jacks. Yeah. We're ahead. We don't need to bluff. Yeah,
1: so I guess fours. we don't care about hand rank still. Right. Um, the jack of spades is not available, of
0: course. I think just having the spade is then good. It's got to move us ahead of... You'd rather have a deuce with any spade. And maybe the deuce of spades is even better. But a deuce with any spade is better than a jack with no spade, it feels like. Since they should be the same in terms of how we do against his range here.
1: And there's at least a chance that the deuce of spades is the best spade. There's at least a chance. Yeah. Which would make this hand a call. Yes, it
0: would. Would any spade make this hand a call? I think so because we have to call with stuff, right? Right. I think we have to call with the spade in our hand and fold with the non-spade in our hand. Everything, maybe.
1: So then we're still not calling even half the time, right? So we have to call with some of our better jacks. So we call with some
0: of our we call with our best jacks that aren't that don't have spades in them too. Yeah. Right. The Jack Sevens of the world, maybe Jack Eight. The monsters. Yeah. Oh, Jack Eight is yeah. yeah. Maybe Jack Nine or Jack Six, depending maybe on maybe sometimes how it goes. we
1: have Jack Ten. Who knows?
0: Hard to believe, but yeah. maybe. Um. But yeah, so a few of those. Fold all the other jacks and deuces that don't have a spade. Call with any time you have a spade in your hand in a pair. Yep. I guess that's what you're probably supposed to do against a guy like Fetter. Boy, that's tough to do in real life, man.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's a reason that there's not that many people who can stay at the top for a long time. Yeah. This level of complexity is intense.
0: Yeah. And then also you have to pull the trigger. Like, how many times have you been in a poker spot where you're like, I, I think what you're supposed to do is this, and then actually pulling the trigger is hard.
1: Yes. You oh. know? God, I, th- I really feel like if I could pull the trigger every time and over my poker career, I would have had a much higher Of course. R- return. It's yeah.
0: one of the best things in poker is actually when you start pulling the trigger in a spot that you've been noticing for a while and it starts working and then it becomes like not hard to do. And it, yeah. becomes, it doesn't feel hard. And it feels like obvious and, and normal instead of like nervous and like, geez, should I even do this? Is right. this okay? That's one of the best things. But like this stuff is like, so these aren't situations that come up very often right here.
1: Fear of losing is the biggest sapper of expected value
0: in poker. I think so. Yeah. Unless, you know, there's no fear of losing, which I think against, you know, it's even worse for some people. But I know what you're saying. For good players. For good players. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Anyway, Tang ends up making the call.
0: He makes the call.
1: And I think we think that's correct. I think we do. Danny Tang. Yeah. He's real. Eleven million, not for long, man. That guy's
0: going to the moon, twenty twenty six. He's going to ride Harambe all the way to the stars. Yep, yep. He's the dead body of Harambe, the corpse of Harambe. <laughs> you know, it's actually of... it's actually
1: quite a good spacecraft.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's very small, but warm in there. It's very warm. This <laughs> the fur,
1: right? Danny Tang loves that. Sure. Hey, we're going to get the solver work done on this. We didn't mention that before, but we're going to get the solver work done, and we'll come back and uh, see what the solver had to say. I'm very curious on this one, what the solver had to say. Me too. Danny Sprung was tasked with solving Fedor Holtz and Danny Tang Danny solving Danny. That is the name of a show that I would watch. Hmm. It's about a detective named Danny who has his own personal
0: demons, of course. Of course. Yeah. And? So
1: he also is a psychologist. So he's oh. he's he's a detective and his own <laughs> psychologist.
0: Oh, he's his own. So Danny is solving himself when yeah. you say solving Danny, not solving someone else named Danny. No. Oh, that's really it's, surprising yeah, to me.
1: Yeah, that's good,
0: right? Oh, really good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> really good.
1: All right, let's see if these guys did good.
0: Yeah, let's de- detect. Let's detect some psychology about this. Let's
1: do that psycho detection. All right. So on the flop, yeah, Fader can bet range. That makes sense. I mean. Tang's just going to have to fold so much at the current stacked up. Indeed. Tang has an easy call. He has a pair. Yep. Easy stuff so far, Pio, thank you. Agreed. On the turn. Uh, Pio bets most of Fader's single spade combos. He does have a single spade mm-hmm. with three on the board. It doesn't but it doesn't have a huge EV preference versus checking. So like checking is fine. Right. Uh, but it does prefer to bet and it wants Fader to bet his hand basically. Um, Tang can mix between checking and betting and he checked, which is fine. So here we are. We're all good. You look confused, right?
0: Oh, it's because it went check, check. I just had forgotten the action on the track. Well, now you're you talking know. talking about what, what Pio wanted, but I was trying to remember what actually happened. It See, said it, want, it wants Feder to bet, but thinks the EV is the same, but Feder checked, and then it's like, oh, so then Tank should sometimes bet and sometimes check.
1: Yeah, so okay. we're not going to have a show called Jonathan solving Jonathan, because that would be just <laughs> a complete what? heap of trash.
0: I would <laughs> watch it. I would watch it, even if it's only audio, Jonathan I would watch it. Jonathan
1: watching, Jonathan solving, Jonathan, that's uh, too much. <laughs>
0: I, would, I would watch this the audio waves of that show.
1: Really? With no sound? <laughs> no
0: sound. <laughs> <laughs> that
1: is high praise. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get to the river. Vince Gilligan directs. All right. So is pretty much like, hey, if you're Federer, you can do whatever you want. It mixes checking, betting smaller, and shoving with his hand. Huh. Um, the jam is the preferred action, though. Interesting. So Federer got it right, according to Pio. Okay. All right. Wow. And uh, five deuce with the spade does call the jam. The deuce of spades is a relevant blocker, and Pio cares, and it wouldn't have called if it didn't have the deuce of
0: spades. Well, yeah, so, but wow. I mean, Danny Tang. Woo! Danny solved Danny Tang. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah